buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show, Mormons are having a moment. Not sure it's the moment they want to be having. Um, no, they're, they're, they're miffed, uh, a few of them. They're, they're well, sad. Yeah, there's been a lot of attention in, in like, t- TV land has been paying a lot of attention with, like, Mormon stories uh, in the last we're couple gonna talk years. About, we're going to talk about, are they being treated fairly? Are all religions being treated fairly? Or are they being the meanies in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, the, so mean. Mm, don't just talk about mean. us. Mm, how dare they? All right. Well, first, Dan, got the story coming to you straight from India. Ooh. Buckle up. Okay. You're familiar with the Jains, right? Sure. Um, apparently, there's two main sects of Jainism. Of, of Jainist, Jainist, thought. whatever. There's sure. the. I'm not even going to get into it. There's just two different ones. Yeah. Um, one of them uh, likes to send out a bunch of nomadic monks um, who mm. wander the countryside um, as part of their ascetic tradition. Yeah, it's a century-old practice, and uh, apparently there's some new. Uh, there's some attempts by the the, the government that has the group a little concerned uh, that, that maybe they're not going to be able to continue practicing uh, these uh, little wandering uh, nomadic adventures anymore. Um, we, need, we need wandering monks in this country. Well, let me... Can I just put out a call for wandering monks? Before you wish for this. Oh, okay. Uh, you, I would like to explain what it is that the government is trying to address first off the monks don't wear clothes. Oh, I have heard of that. During I their, do know that there, that there is a, that there are ascetic Jains that, n- yeah. that never wear clothes. They're, just, they're very free. They just wander just, you know, wherever it's, they, it's, wherever they will. And the yeah. other thing that, that has people concerned and they're just trying to address this is the fact that they, they prefer to defecate in the open. Oh, sure. They just poo, poo where they may. (laughs) Poo where, you know, uh, this is from a spokesperson or somebody representing the group. Uh, We have asked the government to allow our monks and seers to attend the nature's call in the open as they never use toilets for doing so. They follow a (laughs) centuries old strict lifestyle in which they only go in secluded or forested areas to attend nature's call. And that too once in a day. Okay. So it's this is a thing, you know. They they only they wander out to the woods. <laughs> they take their one their their daily poo in the they're, woods. Uh which good on them. Are they getting they're clearly getting enough fiber in their diet. <laughs> Cuz that ain't well, me. Well, look, just because just because they're allowed one poo doesn't mean that they're able to take that one poo. <laughs> well, <laughs> or maybe they're sneaking in a, an extra poo. Yeah, they Boy. they could be poo sneaks. We don't know. There's, I mean, let me tell you. There's these monks. They don't have IBS. I can tell you that. <laughs> Speaking as somebody, and if they do, you get to see it. <laughs> they better keep their irritable irritable bowels nice and to happy. Themselves. Yeah, 
Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, they're, they're asking, please, please, please let them to continue, uh, <laughs> pooing in, 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 in basically private. It's the woods. Why, why are you being so mean to the Janes? Oh my God. This so do you still want, you know, Jane monks wandering the, the countryside? Dan? Look, I didn't say I wanted Jane monks. I just said I wanted <laughs> roving monks. That's what I said I wanted. Uh, oh. The Janes, yeah. I, it's a... Uh, yikes. You know, I don't know. Go poo. Everybody poops. There's a whole book about it. Yeah. Just not in the woods. Every day. Yeah, that's... I, don't, I mean, Naked. if they're in the woods, look, if they're in the woods, I don't think I would have a problem with it. If they are on the street, you well, know what I mean? If they're just yeah. sort of walking. And let's define woods here too, right? Like yeah. how forested and how remote are we really talking about? Yeah. My guess if it's is like, if it's just a, a, a tree heavy backyard, <laughs> that's maybe not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And how many of them are there? If there are herds of pooing monks, Dan, <laughs> right? I don't if they're if only you... allowed to poo once, do they all poo together at the same time? <laughs> is it like they all have they all have the moment where it's okay? Mm. It is time for our poo. And are there like, can you go collecting monk chips for the fire? <laughs> Ew. Okay, uh, let's move on uh, from from the poop. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take us to Japan. We'll, we'll stay in Asia mm. where I, you probably heard about this. We didn't actually talk about it because it didn't seem like our kind of thing. But uh, former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated yeah. uh, fairly recently. Yeah. Just a few weeks ago. And that was that's awful and stuff. And kind of like, wild for Japan, right? Like really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nutso. Yeah. He was giving a, a speech and he, uh, yeah, and he, he, was, he was just murdered yeah. uh, by, by a guy. Well, it turns out that the crazy person that murdered him claim, like, was the, re the reason was because he was upset with Abe's ties to, uh, to the church. Uh, what's it called? The Unification Church. Oh. Now, hmm. the reason he was, this guy was upset was because his mother had, like, given away all of her money to the church and bankrupted the family uh, because the Unification Church is one of those mm. ones that says to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know what the Unification Church is, this is actually, it was started in Korea. Uh, by the famous Sun Myung Moon, Sun Myung Moon. I never have said that right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Moonies. It's the Moonies, which we in America kind of all know as this like goofball cult where that had like mass marriages back in the eighties. Mm. You remember those the ma mm -hmm. what, mass weddings where yeah. there was like a, a football stadium full of people and they all get married at the same time yeah, they like have they hold the world's record or something right for yeah the largest wedding ceremony so it just seemed like sort of a relatively harmless wacky cult uh 
sort of and it's it's weird because it's like basically Christianity, but Moon claimed that he was the new redeemer or you know weren't, weren't, sort of basically yeah. the he was Christ point oh or whatever. And there were a lot of Moonies wandering around San Francisco, right? Back in the seventies. They were yeah. there. They were like wandering around San Francisco when the Jonestown people were also wandering around. Wasn't that a thing? I think Everybody's that was a thing. Wandering. There were there were uh, Jainist monks. San Francisco was a mess. <laughs> just poo everywhere. Just I mean, not much everywhere. has changed, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Lots of poo. Uh, anyway, so Abe, so Abe's connection to this to 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 this religion. Here's the thing. Obviously, a maniac murdering a politician. You you what you expect is that the world goes, fuck that maniac. Right. Uh and and that's correct. You, you let it be known that it is, I think, the official position of TGIA that you don't murder politicians. That that's wrong. That's yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh but here's the thing. It shook Japan, and suddenly all these Japanese people started to get really freaked out because they realized because basically it literally this act of this lunatic kind of worked the way that he wanted it to, which is that like Japan kind of their eyes were opened to how many of their politicians had ties to the unification church. And the oh. unification church is this arch conservative, really interestingly controlling huh. church. Really? That, that, that gets its like its hooks into like politics and business and stuff. What? And a whole bunch of uh, politicians have ties to the Unification Church. And it became, oh, wow. in, in just a few weeks, it became so untenable. Like, that as people started to become aware, they found out that a whole bunch of the current prime minister, Fumio Kishida, uh, his, a bunch of his cabinet are have connections or had connections to the unification church. So he got rid of them. He had wow. to shake up his entire cabinet because literally public uh, support for the cabinet fell from 59% to 46%. Wow. In so, a matter of a couple, a few weeks. So that is wild. And this isn't just some grand conspiracy theory. This is like for reals. Oh yeah. Wow. Everyone acknowledges this. That is wild. So huh. literally now, uh, the new cabinet will include only people who are, they agree to quote, this is from, this is a quote from the RNS article to strictly review their ties to the church and help the victims of the allegedly fraudulent religious business businesses. Yeah. Okay. So really interesting. I, I, I mean, if anything, I, I feel like I feel just jealous. Like what is going to shake up? Uh, what could possibly shake up our country enough that our populace could be like, um, maybe our politicians shouldn't be connected to churches. Yeah. That's, shouldn't be yeah. like, in the pockets of churches or in the pocket of anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, good luck with that. It, it definitely would not be an assassination because one fifty 50% of the country would be 
if Pro not assassination and y- y- basically yeah yeah well not like overtly there would be a little bit of like well i mean you did us all a favor so are you kidding me i would say that a bunch of our country if a major political figure was assassinated the ugliness of the current situation in our country there would be so many people who would just be out celebrating they they would be honoring the murderer as a hero yeah that's probably true and that would be on the left as much as on the right ah uh, yeah you'll notice i did not mention who was being assassinated because yeah. i feel like it's the same on both sides yeah hmm. i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be heartbroken if donald trump was dead but uh, I would definitely not hail a murderer. I as would a not hero, be in the streets. Yeah, no, like jumping up and down. First of all, that's when like the rev- the 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 civil war starts, uh, and <laughs> yeah. I, you don't want to be in the streets. So yeah, there's a there's a powder keg. You you probably stay away from yeah. the sparks. We do not, we we could not handle a political assassination right now in this country, <laughs> like. It wouldn't like it well. would not be national mourning. It literally would be civil war. So, yeah, that's that's probably not considering wrong. like just the FBI going to Mar-a-Lago and taking some papers <laughs> and people are like, I need to shoot something up. And quite honestly, we're recording this multiple days before the show's going to come out. We don't even know. Yeah, we don't know happened between now and, and yeah. the show. If there out. has been if you're listening to this and there has been a recent uh, political assassination in this country just <laughs> disregard i don't know just just remember the more innocent time before yeah. the civil war yeah um, exactly so yeah anyway all right uh dan i've yeah. got a story of a catholic bishop doing basically exactly what you would expect a catholic bishop to do he's oh, just no. doing his thing he's just out there he was like a the director of a German aid organization um, that uh, focused on Latin America. Yeah, they did a lot of aid in Latin America. One of the things he did as part of the director of the organization is that he helped pedophile priests wanted by authorities to escape prosecution. Oh my, like that's one of his official duties in his, in his organization. Is that what you're telling me? I don't know if it was like part of like his job description. Yeah. So he was head of this, uh, aid organization. Like I said, uh, Adveniat, uh, which is the Catholic churches, uh, the German Catholic churches, uh, aid organization in Latin mm. America, like I said. Um, and so since he was, like, you know, the capo of that, he uh, had, you know, contacts throughout Latin America. So a, a German priest, I assume, would get, you know, caught doing what they do. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, and he would be like, oh, come here, come here, come here, come here. And he like would like escape them to uh, to any number of Latin American countries. Uh, It's it's the investigation uh, into this whole thing found that he also provided the alleged perpetrators with financial support, often using my, Oh no, no, not often just using money from the German bishops conference. Yeah. So, so yeah, this all sounds right. This all sounds correct. Probably actually maybe wasn't written down in his job description, but after he got (laughs) called off, 
to do this, however that process works, uh, somebody took him aside and said, oh, hey, by the way, um, <laughs> this is what you do. Also, yeah. turns out he was a sexual abuser, too. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. Don't tell me because it's impossible to believe. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's been accused of sexual abuse in 16 cases. Um, this was uh, in a statement released by the German Bishops Conference. Came out earlier this month. Boy, his time, he was in Ecuador. I guess that's where he was based out of. Uh, and known throughout Latin America as... Uh, his name was, let's see, Emil Stell. Uh, he was known as Emilio Lorenzo Stell. Uh -huh. um, I, it, it feels to me like pretty much any time, the second you said German bishop in Latin America, I just thought, you know what? It, the Latin Americans should always have a policy of like, you, no, you're not helping. Go home. We know why you're here. We know why you're really here. Right. It's not for our aid or for we, aid we of others this. in this, in this area. It's clearly an organization to whisk. I was about to, <laughs> about to call them naughty priests. And that was just not <laughs> right. Is that like sort I mean, of really diminishes. That's how he sees them. Yeah. Oh, naughty, naughty. Oh, you. <laughs> Who's been a bad little monk? <laughs> I <Naughty>. have. I have. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm running away. I'm running away. We're done. Ah, all right. Everybody shake it out. Shake it out. It's fine. Ah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Retroactive trigger warning. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Uh, I am now going to talk about adorable five-year-old Zoe, the cutest little girl you ever saw in your life. Just, just a little sweetie pumpkins, Aww. uh, who had been going to, uh, pre-kindergarten sort of preschool classes at a place called Bible Baptist Academy in De Quincey, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, now I don't support that. But she loved it there, and she has a tragic story. Uh, she became an orphan oh. after, her, after her father died in an industrial accident in 2020. Presumably her mother had already died. I don't know how oh. that happened. Anyway. Oh, my God. Okay. This poor, the, so this poor little girl was adopted by her aunt, uh, and that is very sweet. And so, and her aunt uh, happens to have uh, a spouse who is a lady. So these, oh, this is okay. a, a double lady partnership. A two woman is that lesbianic <laughs> arrangement? Are these all the preferred terms? I think I think I've got it down. I think <laughs> that uh, that I've I've studied up on my uh, on my woke terms and i think those are the correct ones <laughs> anyway um yeah so this lesbian couple they decide in deference to the little girl and just to just to give her life some continuity and hmm. to make her feel good like they're not into the baptist academy they're that's not they know 
You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like you're going to be in De Quincey, Louisiana and be like, oh, they're going to be fans of us. They're, <laughs> they're, the Baptist Academy is super going to be okay with us. But they thought, you know what? If it's where she wants to go, we're going to support her. That's sweet. We're, we're going we're gonna to put her back in that school. <laughs> well, two days before school starts, they get a notification that the school will not be teaching this five-year-old because oh. uh, she's got two adopted mommies. Oh, God. So that's fun. That's I'm, Christ's love right there. It's Christ's love, and it's just like the most amazing, amazing stupidity. Because it's, it's just like shocking. Like, like I, I can't even put my like. I, tr I always try to be like, okay, what's their perspective? What's, what's going on, right? And I can't yeah. even like figure out how they miss the opportunity to save this child. Right? Right. Because it's a religious school. They can say whatever the fuck they want, right? Yeah, and they would. And they would. And, and they didn't even see it. Yeah. They just let their bigotry overrun them. Well, you know, here's the thing. Those those lesbians would not have the good taste to not show up at like parent teacher conferences or whatever. <laughs> they would have to have lesbians on the grounds. <sighs> Just make an gross, excuse, gross an excuse. Right? Oh, we're doing all Zoom conferences. <laughs> it's it's it started during the pandemic. We just like it. Yeah. Just sign up and Oh my god. Everybody else goes in, you know, for the in person. Sure. Yeah, exactly. We we each year we signal we 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 single one child out for Zoom now. <laughs> We're just trying to protect little Zoe from from the virus. <laughs> Instead, uh, she's being protected from religion, which I think is much better and I'm actually very happy for Zoe yeah. even though this will, this is sad and whatever. I think this is the right lesson for Zoe to learn. I absolutely agree. And I and, hope that uh, the, so, the, the ants don't uh, hold any punches. I hope so too. I feel like, yeah, this oh. is uh this is exactly what needed to happen and, uh, and good, hmm. but right. still sad for this adorable little five-year-old who just wants to go to the same school that her friends are going to. Yeah. Well, That's she'll find bullshit. new friends. She'll find new friends. It was going to happen anyway at some point. Yep. The parents weren't going to let their kids have play dates. Like, she might as well yeah. just go and get new friends now. Yep. All Absolutely. Right. All right. Dan. Yeah. I can't believe I missed it. CPAC. CPAC just happened. I mean, I wouldn't say I missed it. The Conservative Political Action Conference. Dan. Yeah. I had tickets and everything. I somehow just forgot to go. <laughs> you just didn't go. Just didn't go. Just slipped my oh. mind. Um, anyway, uh, in attendance this year, uh, one Mr. Victor Orban, the oh. uh, the prime minister of Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's kind of a local. He's a hero right now among the American right wing. Oh, yeah. Because just recently, Dan, he got, I guess, kind of... Uh, a little bit of international heat over some remarks he made in, back in July. Did you hear about these where he, yeah. he said that Hungarians, quote, 
do not want to become peoples of mixed race. Uh Okay. Uh, An advisor of his uh, resigned afterward. Good for that Uh person. Uh, He referred to those comments as a pure Nazi speech worthy of Goebbels. Yeah. Um, Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so he shows up with that in his recent past. Right. Yeah. This is this is this is not the dust has not settled. He's also this. famous for like some amazingly homophobic. Well, yeah, and we'll get to some that he made. Okay. At CPAC. Okay. Great. Um, because he was a speaker. He wasn't just an attendee. Why would you let this man just attend when you can have him up teaching and inspiring? He called on conservatives in both Europe and the U.S. This is, you know, during his little speech uh, to take back power from liberals, declaring a clash of civilizations is underway. Mm. And uh, he he knew, of course, that just him getting up on stage was going to be a little controversial. So he kind of tried to get out in front of, you know, the media uh, claiming (laughs) this this is choice. I can already see tomorrow's headlines. Far-right European racist and anti-Semite strongman, Trojan horse of Putin, holds speech at conservative conference. But I don't want to give them any ideas. They know best how to write fake news. Um, (laughs) He claimed on stage uh, that a Christian politician, quote, cannot be racist. (laughs) And those who consider him a racist or anti-Semite are... Simply idiots. Ah. So I, I kind of want to know what what does he think racist means? Yeah. Because I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> like I just feel he, like kind I of at a certain like, point, at least just own the term. <laughs> like you're yeah. coming out with like wildly offensive anti-Semitic and racist comments. Just own it. Like, yeah, what the you fuck? know that you it's your favorite part of you. <laughs> it is your own favorite part of your damn self. Yeah. Uh, it's what they love about you. It's why you're there. Yeah. Like CPAC has you there because you're literally Donald Trump times two. Yeah. Um, let's see. He got up. Um, he he sort of I guess he was bragging about Hungary's aggressive, illegal uh, migration and anti gender ideology policies Mm -hmm. um he read from the hungarian constitution the part that uh defines marriage as being between uh one man and one woman and i guess the cpac audience just erupted in applause oh yeah Um, he's a hero and he's a damned hero and then this this line is is cool less drag queens and more chuck norris he said (laughs) (laughs) so you know i mean whatever Wow. So wow, that's uh that's an impressive line. Uh he's he's everything the American right wants yeah. except being an American. That's the the big oh, tragedy yeah. of Viktor Orban is that he's not <laughs> he, he can't run for president here. Oh boy. Shudder to think. Yeah. But he I mean, wouldn't want to be in a country like or spend too much time, I guess, in a country uh where the the you know he has to like be around other races and non-Hungarians. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. 
Oh, boy. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm going to close this off. Now, you know me. I'm a, I'm a theater guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I'm an actor. I do, I do my fair share of walking around on the stage. I, I tread the boards, as they say. I do a bit of musical theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I love the musical theater and uh, the biggest musical that around uh, still to this day it, and it's been it's been huge for a better part of a decade. Mm. Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton, the musical for non musical people, Mus- it's, musical it's, it's loving a, people. It's a it's a rap musical. Yeah. It's uh it 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 sort of bends your mind about our, our the founding fathers of these United States. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's fun funny because too. it's, it's good. It's, oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's masterpiece. It is a uh, crowd pleaser. Absolutely. And so, so much so that the, the, the natural order of things uh, with these kinds of things is that, uh, you know, a show has a run on Broadway for however long it runs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the owners of the show, the owners of the copyright, only allow that company to do it for a while. And then, right. eventually, they allow that company and a touring company to do it. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, the touring company goes all over the country and then all, maybe all over the world. And maybe there's a couple, but they, they are very strict about who is licensed to do it. And, you know, that's how theater works. You have to, unless it's, as, as long as it's copyrighted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as long as the copyright holds until it's public domain, you have to get permission to do a play. Yeah. I uh, mean. Which is right. Even when high schools. Yeah. They, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. everybody you, has you know, to community it. theater, it doesn't matter what. And there are different licenses for the different kinds of theaters. You know, a, a, a high school doesn't have to pay what a what a professional right. theater company has to pay. Well, there's lots of rules, right? Tons of rules. Hmm. Tons of rules. You know, yeah, one, you know, the regional theater company will get exclusive rights for us for their region uh, really? for X amount of time or whatever. Huh. Anyway. All of that stuff. None of that's in play yet, though, because Hamilton is still making so much money for them as you know as an exclusive thing that you can only see in certain places you can only see the touring company or the broadway there i don't know there may be a, a company that can do it that's doing it in los angeles or you know vegas or chicago or something but it is heavily restricted no everybody wants to do hamilton sure um who wouldn't want to but uh but nobody can yet except the door church in uh, McAllen, Texas. Oh, how did they get permission? They didn't. <laughs> they just didn't. They just thought, you know what? We can just do it. We'll just do it. Really? I'll tell you what. Uh, millions of freedom of religion, Dan. Thousands of actors are just jealous as shit because, frankly, everybody wants to do what the Door Church did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mind you, the Door Church didn't just uh, break the copyright law by d- putting the play on. They also changed it, which oh. you're, you're not allowed to do. You have to do a play word for word. Mm. You must. Uh, but they decided that they would change some lyrics so that Jesus was involved. <laughs> there, there was just not no. enough Jesus in that play. Was there they any to, to begin more. with? 
Um, there's a little. I think there's I a little religious stuff in there. Is there? Yeah, right. I think so. I've only seen it once. I've only listened to the soundtrack. I've never. But I think there's a th- whole thing about praying because of the a kid, or I don't remember what it is. Anyway. Oh, ta- sure. Okay. But there isn't. But there isn't a lot, and there certainly isn't the scene, uh, which which was in this production, in which uh, Alexander Hamilton agrees to give his life to Jesus uh, (laughs) after another character convinces him that, that, you know, the holy book is is the way to go. Do you you have any idea what the lyrics were? Did that get out? Uh, It did get out. As a matter of fact, uh, Hammond Mehta's Twitter is quite delightful because he got a copy of the whole thing. Oh, wow. Like a video uh, and and chopped it up and did some uh, yeah of the video because they put out a video of this, <laughs> they live streamed it, and th- which is again wild violation of the law. Uh, and then of course they pulled it down. There apparently the Hamilton uh, or the organization that owns the rights to it called them and said like you got to take this down. I. I don't know. They were apparently quite nice to them. They let them do, you know, this was supposed to be a Friday and a Saturday night. They did two performances. Mm -hmm. They let them do the second performance. Why did they do that? Wow. I I get the sense that they're going to be lenient. They need to throw the book at this or at this stupid church. The church has done this to other productions too. They did a, a, a version of beauty and the beast where they, uh, where, where they, threw in a bunch of Jesus stuff. Jesus is who turns the beast into a, (laughs) oh my God. No, it is. Do they have an all Christian cats? (laughs) Yes, they should. I don't know why they have Christian cats. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it's, it is it is such a not okay thing. And the thing is that I think that they think because they're a church. Freedom of can, religion, Dan. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I I think that the uh, the organization, you know, the Hamilton people could definitely sue. Um, and they should, I think, because they need to make sure that churches around the country know that this isn't okay. Yeah. But, uh, but... Also, I think people are reticent to sue a church because it looks bad. The optics aren't great. Yeah. Yeah, but they should. They should. And let it go all the way to the Supreme Court and let the Supreme Court decide the copyright. And then the Supreme Court will be like, no, this is fine. Churches can't violate. uh, That would be brilliant because the LDS church and all their copyrights. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Anyway, there you go. Listen, if if you guys uh, saw a production of Hamilton that you'd like to make us aware of, uh, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, we haven't heard for a minute from Shane Vaughn, a uh, a 
pastor who is uh, who looks a lot like Jerry Lewis. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's, it's Jerry Lewis is like unsuccessful younger brother <laughs> who, who couldn't make it in comedy, so he went into to being a, a screamy, angry pastor. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> He, Listen to Jesus. Uh, he does. He makes so many uh, zigs and zags in this little clip. It's it, it's it's kind of amazing. Uh, this is a re- response to now. We, by now, we've all heard about the the raid on Mar-a-Lago by the FBI. I think raid is kind of a strong term for like you know pe- some FBI agents in plain clothes were allowed in. And, and were attended to by Donald Trump's lawyer, and who was there? Was it really? Was the lawyer there? The lawyer was there, and literally they executed a search warrant. Yeah, that's that. Uh, anyway, that raid that happened. <laughs> uh, this this is this is what uh, Shane Vaughn had to say about it. I believe that God gave us another chance to rally again against the dark forces of an evil Biden empire. Wherever you are hiding, Barack Obama, we see your hands behind it all. But I want you to know something. The very gallows you have built for our president, watch out, sir. Watch out, sir. There's going to be a day of vengeance by God Almighty, not by me and not by men, but by God Almighty. <laughs> Wherever he's Barack hiding, what Obama have to do with anything? <laughs> I just, I just can't imagine anyone thinking that Barack Obama has any relevance right now. Oh, I just love it. Wherever you're hiding, wherever you're hiding. <laughs> I I love that. I just think that's amazing. First of all, I I like that it starts with Biden's empire, but it's not Biden. We know we know it can't be just you know Catholic white guy. Oh no, in, in, that's, it's just not enough. They'd no. love for it to be enough, but it's not. <laughs> it's got you got you got to go. You got to go darker is what you got to (laughs) go. Yikes. Well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, This is from Christian. Uh, Christian, now you'll recall, Frank, that we talked last week about uh, Christian, the sad state of the Christian furry. Yo, Uh, poor guys. The the poor poor Christian furries who don't feel... Yeah. Who, who feel like they are neither here nor there. They are not, uh, they're not accepted. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Christians don't accept furries and furries don't accept Christians. So what is one to do? Anyway, uh, Christian, <laughs> Christian, that's funny, wrote, wrote into us to say, hiya, Frank and Dan, longtime listener, first time writing in. Thanks for all that you do. I must admit, I cackled with absolute glee from your discussion about the furries in oh. the latest episode. I nice. offer you a furry's perspective on the topics discussed. Excellent. Uh, you got most of it right. Hooray for that. Wow. We didn't, we didn't lose our furry listenership. <laughs> uh, and I can assure you that if you n- can name an animal, someone has a fursona of it. There are indeed pandas, kangaroos, and whales, though the politically correct moniker is cetaceans. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Look, I understand that you're furries, but don't get too cute. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> around 80% of furries overall are LGBTQ+, and really? about wow. 25% of furries overall are Christian, versus about a third of all furries being atheist or agnostic. So that means general five, consensus, 5% are Christian. Uh, 25% of furries overall are Christian, it wow. says here. Okay. Uh, the general consensus is that furries don't care about anyone's religion until they use it to hurt or convert others, especially LGBTQ plus folks. Mm. We are indeed sex positive, which is one reason, reason we have an interesting reputation, but most furries tend to see the fandom as a community, uh, as community camaraderie and self-expression before they figure se sexuality into it. Mm. Uh, you can find exact numbers in peer-reviewed research about the furry fandom, including information about religion, sex, gender topics, and political leanings at uh, furscience.com, which I, I gather to be an actual scientific uh, thing. Hmm. Uh, there, uh, there indeed has been a schism, as you predicted. Oh, my God. A group of right-wing furries have been, having been barred from most of our other furry events. Oh, they don't get to play in their reindeer games. Uh, <laughs> had their own convention last week with 207 attendees. Although it wasn't exactly furry church, uh, the pictures and videos coming out of that gathering were quite sad indeed. Oh. By contrast, the two most recent mainstream furry cons, Anthrocon and Megaplex, had 9,702 and 4,662 attendees, respectively. Anthrocon raised over $41,000 in charitable donations for a local animal rescue. Uh, this year's Megaplex donation to the CARE Foundation Exotic Animal Rescue and Wildlife Education Facility was over 70000 That, okay, first of all, amazing. Yeah. Uh, but also furries giving to uh, animal like rescue. Is that what yeah. it was? That's, yeah. that's also adorable. That feels right. Yeah. That feels right. Yeah. As a final thought, Christian says, uh, you've settled on Jesus's fursona being a lamb. Uh, a quick search shows that Jesus's fursona is like Jesus's racial characteristics uh, in multicultural Christian iconography, <laughs> subject to interpretation. <laughs> yes, he appears as a sheep, but also as a lion, a fox, a Charizard Pokemon, mm. a gorilla, an otter, a My Little Pony, and a Godzilla, <laughs> among others. Anyway, I, th I thought that was cute. That's from Christian the Semi-Demonic Atheist Husky. Nice. Uh, we also got another uh, email on the subject. Hey, gang, lifelong furry here. Just wanted to shame you both for missing the obvious answer to the question. If Jesus was a, were a furry, what, would, what animal would he be? He would be the master of resurrection itself, an opossum. <laughs> That's from Astro Otter. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, fine. On another subject, River is writing into us. They write, hi, Frank and Dan. In episode 557, Dan talked about atheists being dramatically underrepresented in the U.S. federal prison population. A few hypotheses were, were put forward as to why, at least one of which was atheists are inherently less criminal. Now, I know this was a joke, but I'm a social justice killjoy who thinks it's important to include ample context when discussing prison systems. 
People go to prison when they're convicted of breaking laws which are created, interpreted, and enforced by other people. Inherent personal qualities have little, if anything, to do with the process. The very short version is that River wrote more stuff. I, this is edited, but uh, the very short version is white people are overrepresented and black people are underrepresented in atheism. And atheists are more likely than the, than average, than the average American to hold a college degree. Due to multiple systemic factors, black people are greatly overrepresented and white people slightly underrepresented in federal prisons. And inmates are less likely than the average American to have a high school diploma or college degree. To me, the fact that atheists are largely removed from over-policed communities and more likely to have access to post-secondary education seems like a reasonable explanation for the lower rate of atheists in federal prisons. So that's that's River. Uh, that makes sense. That I'm sure that that factors in quite a bit. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Listen, friends out there in Listenerville, we do the show for free. It's a it's a thing that we do. But some people appreciate it enough that and have the means, and they uh, they kick a little bit of a scratch our way. And uh, we sure do appreciate it when that happens. It, it's what keeps us going. It's the only thing that we have. <laughs> that can pay the bills for us. So uh, we really appreciate it when people want to donate to us. Frank, if someone out there is not yet a donor, but wishes to be, can you please tell them what they can do to make oh my dream come true? Oh my God. It's like so easy. Just go to thinkgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. And there's instructions. You can uh, you choose go to you choose what level you want to give. You don't have to give a lot. Yeah. Or you can give a major amount, <laughs> which is what this Both. person did. They're all acceptable options, but yes, the best way is to give a lot, which is uh which is who we, who are we thinking? We're thinking our top donor, our lord and savior, Davis. Stick around, there's more show coming up. Dan. Yes. So we, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Mormons are sort of having their moment. Um, yeah. They've had them before. They'll probably it's, have more. They're big it's one. It's generally not a good thing for Mormons <laughs> when they have a moment. Well, the, the, the Mormon moment that people kind of uh, were, it was a big moment for them was when Mitt Romney was running for president. Right. right? There was a lot of very positive information about Mormonism and whatnot flooding out into the media. And it was, uh, it and was a lot good of, things for them. And a lot of people on the, the religious right were just turning the other way, holding their nose, uh, what's so forth and so on. And the rest of us were like, what the hell is going on? Um, yeah. But now there's this Mormon moment that's happening where there's all of these TV shows that are addressing different sort of aspects of Mormonism, different yeah. bits of history, whatnot. Um, there's uh, fundamentalist Mormons. Yeah. Um, immediately springing to mind, there's uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, which we've talked about on the show. We're not Keep fans. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Murder Among the Mormons. Yeah. Mormon No More. Did you watch that one? I started it. I haven't, I, I've only gotten, I think, one episode in. Yeah, I can see that one doing some good. Um, there's one called Lula Rich, which I, <laughs> which is, 
That one's a kind of a fun one. It is it is the exploration of a multi-level marketing company that that did really well. Uh Lou LaRoe mm. is the name of the company. Yeah. Don't support them, by the way. Um watch that show. You will definitely never buy anything from them uh, <laughs> if you watch it. But it is it is not really about Mormons. It is about a couple of Mormons and they and so you can't really tell the story. Yeah. Without real without pointing out that they on their videos and whatever they they call out scriptures and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there was a, a that 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 Jana Reese over at uh Religion News Service. Yeah. Um she, she's a Mormon. She's a Mormon. She has sort of on she's on the Mormon beat for the Religion News Service. She's a liberal service. Mormon and she's willing to call out her church on certain things. Absolutely. Um but she had a, an, an article uh, that's, um, I don't know, it caught my attention. It says, um, the, 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 the title, Mormons are being oppressed and mocked on TV. We're not alone. <laughs> and I kind of caught my attention. I'm like, Mormons are being oppressed and mocked on TV? Where? When? What? Like, I've, I've seen all these other shows. I've seen these shows that we've talked about. And yeah. like, where are they being oppressed and mocked? Yeah, first of all, the word oppression in this moment <laughs> is astounding. Like, okay, you feel your your feelings are hurt because things aren't because yeah, may like maybe there's a little mockery, there's a little jovial sort of ribbing oh, happening. Oh, oh no, no, that's the viewers. <laughs> yeah, well that's true. <laughs> like mostly the shows themselves just sort of tell a story. Yeah. I didn't With feel the like exception maybe of under the banner of heaven. Yeah. Because under the bat, I would say that under the banner of heaven had a very clear ax to grind. Yes. Yes. The, the little bit of it that I watched, uh, yeah. that I could stomach. I mean, I, yeah, I'll join her in maybe being dismissive of that one. Um, sure. But like I've seen murder among the Mormons keep sweet and Mormon no more. I have not seen Little yeah. rich, but like keep sweet. First of all, I mean, she's the one that's like pulling it into yeah. mainstream Mormonism. The show itself is about fundamentalist Mormons. Right. And I mean, yeah. and we talked about it on this show that like, like, as a former Mormon viewer of that show, it was like, Oh, I probably get this a little more than I should. But like, yeah, but beyond that, like, the show's really, I, I felt like it was very clear what they were talking about. That it was this one it, mainstream yeah, Mormonism. Not, no, it's about a, a bunch of kook balls. Yeah. Well, okay, but, but you're going to have to be more clear than that, though, Dan. <laughs> anyway, I just think it's very funny that she, that, like, look, we all know all Christians, all religious people, like love a persecution narrative. Yeah. It is their fa it is that is money in the bank for for any for a Christian. They they can make hay out of that. I, you know, the slightest sliver of an insult. Mm -hmm. They can they can turn that into just a decades worth of 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 hay. Yeah. But honestly, persecution this is, uh, it's like, not. Wait, what was the word? What was the word that she used? Oppressed? Oppression. Yeah. Oppression. <laughs> really? You're going to talk talk to me about how you're being oppressed by a TV show? Yeah. 
I would like you to demonstrate this, please. Yeah, I, demonstrate the the way in which the TV <laughs> is oppressing you. I mean, I've watched shows that felt a little oppressive, but like not <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Under the Banner of Heaven felt oppressive, but just like <laughs> I felt oppressed by like having to watch it. It felt. <laughs> Maybe that's what she oh, was talking about. Maybe, maybe that's what she was on about. No, I expect more actually from Jenna Reese than this. Me to be too. Honest. Like when I see her byline, um, I usually ex- I, I expect it to be pretty honest. And you know, maybe I don't agree with like her conclusion or anything, but I'm like, I I get where she's coming from. Typically. And she's usually she's usually like well researched yeah. and and even keeled. Yeah. But this, I, I guess that's the thing is that like, re- and look, Mormons aren't as bad as some, you know, if you talk to a Scientologist, the world, the sky is constantly falling <laughs> and everyone's out to get them in part because everyone's trying to save them from their religion because it's a disaster. It's, it's like the most dangerous cult to be in or, you know, the most Among, dangerous mainstream amongst, cult. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, we, I, I don't want to miss this other part of her, her whole thing here, which is it's Mormons are being oppressed and mocked on TV, period. We're not alone. Right. And so it's like our yeah, Latter day right. Saints being singled out for religious persecution. She asks, <laughs> are they being singled out? Right. Like, and so her article goes in and she's like, she pulls out all of these other examples of like shows that are set in like religious, you know, settings. Right. And, uh, is like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Orthodox Judaism had its turn. She says with like shows like unorthodox, which I didn't anyway, uh, my unorthodox life. Uh, one of us, I think I saw a couple of these. I know I saw unorthodox and she really, she spends a lot of time on that one saying, yeah, they had their moment of being, oppressed and mocked (laughs) and i'm like i don't know that you can include unorthodox in that list she has an example of like this egregious like um license that the the filmmakers made with it i guess with but like beyond that they they added an element that that added tension to they added a a, like a gun chase or something a gun yeah which she was being she was, there was somebody pursuing her, right? But the show is home. based on a memoir, right? Yeah, yeah, Deborah Feldman's memoir, I think by the same name. Um and it's like it's it's like listen. It's not oppression to tell a story that somebody else told from the Especially community. Especially if that story is based <laughs> on a true story. Like <laughs> yeah. we're not it's not oppression to say, "Hey, guess what happened to me?" Yeah. That is, no this kidding. is not an oppression. No, I know. And she goes through like um, Catholicism. She says Catholicism is seeing it's the worst of its dirty laundry aired in public. The sex abuse crisis. <laughs> right. And it's like, I don't they I don't, don't have dirty laundry. Yeah. What the hell are you saying here? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like they it's sex abuse of minors by clergy. And yeah. you want to put that in the same category as fucking um, uh, Lula Rich? Are you saying, yeah, are you <laughs> saying that we shouldn't be talking out loud in public a lot yeah. about sex abuse of minors? Yeah. 
I, it, or about the, the, it, the, you know, the, the murder of indigenous people. You're saying that we should probably just just be be gentler yeah. with the sex abusers and murderers. And Is that what we should do? It's clearly not what she's trying to say, right? That she would never, I don't think she would ever make that, that argument. But there's this weird, like, I don't, like, why can't we, why, what is wrong with paying, like, being made aware of this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it, it's, I mean, and this is what, this is the problem. Maybe this is the biggest problem of the we're being oppressed or we're being persecuted narrative is that what the churches that use it are using it for is not to stop being oppressed, but to get out of trouble. Mm. Like they are in trouble. They have, they have committed deeds that they, that look that reflect horribly on them Mm -hmm. and they don't want people to, to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So they use it as a way of trying to silence their critics and trying to, uh, and and also trying to rally their own troops to not believe it. They just say, "Oh, it's they're just persecuting us." Don't listen to them, even though they're telling truths about us, right? Because they're persecuting us. It's wild, isn't it? It's so it it is, and it's and they're all using it. They all every single time. A criticism is, uh, uh, no, regardless of how fair this criticism is, every time a criticism is lodged against a religion, they bust out this old saw of they're persecuting us, mm-hmm. and then they fucking get away with shit. Yeah. I mean, they may not get away with, they, you know, there may be some consequences, but also people kind of shut up because mm. no one wants to be seen as persecuting a religion. Oh, I don't mind. Oh, I know. Yeah, we like it. Obviously, we're we're good. I, that's what we should do. We should write to Jenna Reese and just say, "Hey, if you think that's persecution, listen to our show, man. Listen to this. This is this is this is real. I mean, it's not literally. We're literally doing kind of the same thing. Yeah. We're just we. I don't think we're mischaracterizing things, right? But uh, so she's concerned about oppression, also mockery. So yeah. we we fall in more sort of the mockery. Yeah. It, if you want some mockery, we'll give you some mockery. <laughs> Cause you oh deserve it. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Good Lord. All right. Well, if you, ladies and gentlemen, would like to pile on and uh and persecute uh some some Christians, some Mormons, whatever, what have you. Feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We're very glad you did. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.